All right, welcome back to the Hardware Report, man. Um, a little bit of a gloomy vibe, not necessarily the same upbeat vibe that we're usually on. I'm still here with Kevin Chris, but we're here to discuss a matter a little bit more serious than usual. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, there's been some social injustice in the States, and the NBA players are likening to it. They feel as if they need to take a stand, and as a result, they've refrained from playing um, today being August 26th. So the games have been suspended until further notice um, with a tentative meeting set for 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for them to discuss future steps. Um, so again, we're here with the boys, but we're still going to discuss it. And I, I kind of just want to shoot it off to you guys to see exactly what you guys think of what is happening or just general thoughts about how the NBA is responding to the events that have just transpired. Kev, what have you been up to? What have you been saying? It's good to be back, obviously things that transpired today and even the things that transpired a couple of days ago, you don't expect to happen. Um, and we've kind of been, you know, in our routine, we could talk about basketball. Like it's kind of gotten normal that basketball is back. Right. And now it, now we don't know if it will be back going forward and it's, it's going to be different, but I also think, you know, some things in life are necessary, but we'll get to that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Chris, what what are your what are your opening statements, man? What are you thinking just off the top of your head about this whole thing? Um, it's tough. It's obviously tough and it's it's hard for everybody that's involved. Um, but it's also disgusting because I've been seeing a whole bunch of, you know, quite frankly, a whole bunch of fuckery that I'm just not, you know, like I look at it and it's just like, come on, you know, but like we can get into all of that. Um, but the hope the hope is that uh the cops that shot um jacob blake seven times in his back in front of his kids they get arrested you know with the swiftness and then we can hopefully you know come to some type of resolution in in terms of when we're going to start playing basketball again but the way i'm seeing it right now that's not even a part of the that's not even at the forefront of my mind right now my whole my whole mindset is just tackling the issue the issue that we're facing yeah and again, I guess I'll, I'll just kind of provide my thought or my perspective on the issue. I think my biggest thing was that when the NBA was planning to restart, um, obviously things were going, were happening at that moment, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, um, which kind of made people uneasy about, or players specifically a little bit uneasy about restarting the season because there's bigger issues at hand, which is perfectly understandable. The problem why I didn't necessarily agree with, with what Kyrie was saying and saying to stop the whole endeavor was because I didn't necessarily see a conceded effort, right? Like it didn't look like everybody was on the same page. It just looked like everybody was upset, obviously, justly upset. Um, but they weren't necessarily all on the same page to say that this is what we're going to do to combat the issue. Whereas now I feel a little bit more, I have a little bit more confidence in what's happening because it seems as if everybody has talked, everybody's communicated with one another. They're having this meeting at 8 p.m. so that things aren't done irrationally, Right. They're not done out of anger, but they're done in response to what has happened. And it's just, right? And it's fair. Because again, when you're making decisions like these, it's much more than just an individual problem, right? It's much more than one person being affected. It's more so hundreds, thousands, millions, when we really take in how how big sporting is to everybody that are going to be affected. So for them to come together and have a a conceited and a a conscious debate about what they're going to do moving forward... um, allows me knowing again places it lets me have confidence in saying that i know that they're going to do what's best for the league but also what's best for the country at the time i don't know how you guys feel um yeah so i agree with you in 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 the sense that you know that was then 
right? So when, when we were having the discussion about should we even start the season, that was a discussion that was taking place after Brianna Taylor was um, unfortunately murdered and after George Floyd. So, you know, us coming back or the NBA coming back was already filtered into, you know, the plan. That was already filtered into the initial plan. Um, but this is something that's completely different in the sense that, you know, we were there. There, I keep saying we as if, you know, I'm a part of the NBA, but they're, the players are there and they're performing, but they're also doing their best to, you know, keep the conversation going. For the first, first and second month, you know, all we heard was justice for Breonna Taylor, right? And... I'm pretty sure nobody can say they they did not try. And then you see something like this happen and it's just disheartening. And, you know, the players have been there for two, three months now, never mind the type of things that they have to be dealing with inside that bubble. That's already separate from whatever this is, right? They're away from their families to this, to this day, they still haven't seen their families. So like, never mind all of that. But now, you know, you're, you, you've been in the bubble and you've been trying to make a message or get a point across and then this happens and it just it's just a slap in the face and it makes you feel as if you're not doing, you know, enough or, or everything that you thought you were doing isn't actually amounting to anything. And then you have outside people saying, well, why did you guys come back to the bubble anyways? Or and it's just extremely insensitive to where, like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like another person has died, which brings new emotions. So new emotions weren't new feelings and new feelings. You have to evaluate them and see where you go from here. But I've been rambling. So I'm gonna let Kev jump in for now. Uh, for me, what I'll say, uh, I agree with uh, pretty much everything both of you said. One thing, one aspect I'm looking at this is where me watching almost, what, maybe I'll say 80% of the game since the restart, I can say two things. I can say, one, the NBA and the players have done their absolute best, in my opinion, to push this, push their thoughts across in terms of what's going on in in that country i don't i can't say in this country because we don't live in the states right but those things do affect everyone around the world including us in canada so they've done their best to in to get those things out there you know justice for beyond taylor talk about george floyd all the injustices that are going on in society with that said i can also say that i don't believe it's working and i don't believe it's working with the intent that they had me personally Although I watch 80% of these games, I, I'm not there when they say these things. Why? Because it's in the post-game presser, and all of the jerseys on the, back of the, on the back of the player's name, for the first couple of weeks, you kind of took notice of it because you wanted to see what players had on the back of the jersey, but now it's kind of just a norm to you, so you don't even – those sentences, those statements, they don't trigger anything in your mind. So I think we've gotten to the point now where – and for one, I never really watch post-game pressers anyways. So if I hear what these players are saying, it's because I got a notification on my phone from Bleach Report that's telling us what one of these players said. So for me personally, I don't think that it's working, although I know they're trying their best. So for them to see what happened um, most recently and to make the stand and say, okay, obviously what we're doing isn't working. I don't think they want them alone could not stop any of this from happening, but I also understand that someone has to make a change and someone them being with that platform. I understand them saying, okay, let's step away and bring light and put some pressure on the people with the actual power to do something. You specifically look at the Milwaukee bucks today. They decided not to play. This murder happened in their state right now. Their owner has some involvement in this. Now their owner has some type of, um, 
uh, I don't know the word to use, but responsibility to do something because for one, it's going to affect their bottom line. And second, for just a PR, just PR in general. So I think I like what they're doing. And although I love basketball and I've kind of gotten used to be, being back, whether or not it comes back is, isn't really important. For me, it's the standard taking and I can only um, appreciate what they're doing looking on the outside from me. See, I'll say this, right? I agree with everything you're saying, but this is my only concern. And again, like it might not be the most popular of opinions, but my biggest thing as to why I didn't feel like I wanted the NBA to end, or I shouldn't even say that I don't want it to end because whatever happens is going to happen regardless, right? I just feel like in my books, and again, we don't know the results of this meeting, but I'm saying in my books, it never made sense to just stop the NBA, right? Stop it if you're going to follow up with an action that's going to actually make a change. So, for instance, the Milwaukee Bucks not playing today, but then also getting on the phone with the attorney general is making a difference. That's an action that followed a real change, right. if that makes sense. You yeah. have to follow it up with an action that's actually going to promote a different lifestyle, a different mentality, systemic change, something along those lines. And whether that means you have to put some money behind it or you have to put your face behind a particular initiative or project so be it but don't just say i'm not playing and we're going to stand with you through social media because that's not really making a change they've been doing that for x amount of years months days right yeah i agree for me i like people had um condemned what Kyrie was pushing as the vp of players um for not wanting to restart the season and a lot of the questions were is okay if you don't come back what is your plan right and i think we never got to the point where the, if they even had a plan where they could express it I also think that if they decide to leave now, they need to have a plan, right? Um, when we were talking, when I was talking to Chris before we got on the mic, he was saying one of the actionable things that they could request is that we're not coming to play until the cops who killed the murderers are arrested. And I completely agree with that. And I think that's an actionable item. That's extremely, you know, very direct to the point. But my question is, okay, once they are arrested, what if they're not convicted? What is the plan there? What if this happens again? Because I understand that new new situations with different contexts always bring about different feelings, but that doesn't excuse the, nest, the, the requirement for a plan. You still need to have a plan when you know, like, when it's very possible these things can continue to happen. Obviously, we don't want to think that or expect such a thing to keep happening. But at some point, we're going to be called in. We're going to have to sit down again. And are we going to stop the NBA again? Are we going to have a plan? Are we, are we going to plan to stop the NBA if this happens again or if they're not convicted? That's Those are the only things me looking on the outside. And I want to know what your plan is. Don't just yeah, step away. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, um, which is what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah. You can't, nothing can just be done blindly, right? So everything has to have a clear direction and purpose for it to have or hold any meaning. And number one priority right now is to arrest those cops that, you know, attempted to kill the man, right? Um, but my thing is even bigger bigger than that, because what I, what I realize is that a lot of people aren't taking those, the, they aren't taking the NBA players serious. And I, and I, and I feel like the NBA players can feel that as well. They they feel as if it's, you know, it's lip service that these players are doing and they don't really believe in the things that they're saying or they don't really believe in the statements on the back. And I feel like that's a part of it to show people that now, nah, like we're absolutely dead ass. This is not a joke. It's we're, it's a serious thing. And like, it's one thing to where I, right, so 
whatever happened, Jacob Blake gets shot seven times in the back, right? But the first thing I got to see online is, you know, he, he was an ex-con. He was an ex-this. He used to do this in his past. And I'm like, why, why, the, why the fuck does that matter, bro? Because unless you're telling me that he escaped police custody or he, or he recently escaped prison or he's out on bond or, he, or there's a warrant for his arrest, he's a free man and he should be treated as a free American, a free American citizen. So why are we talking about the man's past? Like, that's number one. And then you go to number two when you're talking about, all right, the fact that he was, you know, he was trying to break up a fight or whatever the case is. And, you know, people are saying the cops didn't really know what was going on and Ray Tate or he was going back to his car and he may or may not have had a gun. Fam, I've seen numerous amount of times where cops were able to be, were able to detain other other people, other white people, you know what I'm saying? Or even when they weren't able to detain them, it, it, they were able to arrest them in the in the end without a man dying. But it's only, you know, but we don't get that type of luxury. And it's like, yeah, the players are going to talk about it. You can't tell me that the players shouldn't be able to use their voices and say, no, that's bullshit, because we all know it's bullshit. Like, it, is, it just is what it is. So I'm saying, that's why my my belief is that I don't care if the players decide we're done with this whole playoffs and we're, we'll, we'll holler at you guys later on down the, down the road, because, you know, I'm sure if I feel like I'm emotionally tired, I'm emotionally drained from seeing it. I can only imagine what they've been dealing with over the past five months, seven months, because they've been in it. Every single discussion they've been having is about social unrest and social injustice. And now it's, it just slaps them in the face all over again. So like, yeah. I'm okay with any decision that they made. Yeah, you see, this is my thing, though. Like, I, I completely hear what you're saying, but I feel like this is where part of the problem lies. As an average American, and maybe I shouldn't even say average American, just as an average citizen, black man to be specific, I don't know, like, I understand that, yes, these are public figures and that they hold a certain amount of responsibility in terms of, like, what they say and who they, what they're saying to them, that, like, the, the, uh, I'm look. I'm gasping for words, but basically, I'm saying is that like they understand. We understand that we look at them as almost role models and whatnot. But again, we have to also understand that they're athletes first, right? Like I don't. I, I they've done so much already, right? Like they've spoken out. They've said where they stand. They put the names on the jersey. They've done a lot. And obviously, you have your one-offs like LeBron that are obviously doing much more. Kyrie that is willing to take it to the extreme. We have those, but. Again, I don't know. I don't like the fact that average people are looking towards the athletes to be the ones driving the social change. They should, as athletes. I don't think but, anyone's looking to them. But I, I think they do because like no, certain people are. Every once in a while, you have a person that's expecting to. But I don't think anyone's. I don't think when um, Jacob Blake was gunned down and he's now paralyzed. I don't think people are looking to the athletes now to stop playing. No, no, I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they're looking for the athletes to see where their stand is. And I feel like, yeah. okay, part of the big reason why I really did, like I really had a lot of appreciation for what the Milwaukee Bucks did today with speaking with the Attorney General is because those are the people you need to be lobbying. Those are the people that are responsible for invoking yeah, change, but here's the policy, thing, but, all those things. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It has to be the, it, it, basically it has to be the, the African-Americans in high places, like your entertainers, your athletes, because at the end of the day, they don't want to hear from the regular Joe. But it's like the regular Joe isn't, isn't going to get that type of credence to pick up the phone and get on the the phone. The the regular Joe doesn't have the money to influence. Exactly. Only people in our community. I think the, the entire root of why we look to these people to do things is the fact that they're the only ones with influence. They, we perceive wealth 
to only lie with the people that are shooting a basketball and rapping. And there is a true aspect to that, but for the most part, it's it's wrong because we look we 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 forget the fact that these people are just regular humans. Right, yeah, but the, fact the is thing they is have though, talent. but the thing is though, you like black people. Majority of them, if they get rich, it's it's from only a couple of avenues. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, like that's what comes with the territory. But again, no, I don't think anybody's denying it. That's that's part of the job. But what mm. I'm saying is, is like we have to look at other avenues. I, I, what I'm saying is, is that instead of looking at what LeBron James says, what this person says, and what that athlete says, I don't feel like that's necessarily going to help the situation. What you need to be doing is say, okay, what is my local advisory saying? What are what are the policies in my state? What are these things that I can do? in Canada or in Ontario specifically, what is my MPP doing to invoke change? And I feel like those are the conversations that are not being had, right? Like those are the conversations that need to be brought up because those are the people that you need to be lobbying to invoke yeah, but change. Then, but, then you gotta, but then you got to just pray to God that you get somebody in that or somebody who's currently holding that position actually gives a damn. But what you I'm saying what is saying? most people don't even know whether or not the person gives a damn. That's that the problem. True. They don't I think, know. I think, I think you're both, we're, we're kind of going on two separate things here because I agree with Rob's is we as people, we look to the entertainers, the famous people, our famous people are all, you know, athletes, entertainers. And that's who we look to first. And I I agree. Rob's is right. A lot of us don't know who our MPP is to even know if they give a damn. I'm one of them myself. I can be honest. I don't know who that is. So I don't even know if they give a damn. And I think, it's twofold here. Yes, we have the responsibility to learn who those people are and invoke change that way. And yes, I can look at LeBron and say, okay, I understand why you decide to take this on your shoulders. I don't think it should be expected of him. Right. But I understand why you feel that burden and feel the need of why I need to do this. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one, I'm the only one of my people with the power to invoke change because when these NBA players sit out, it's not about the money that they have. It's about the money that these owners were supposed to make. And not only are they now flexing their financial muscles, now their owners have to do so too because they're losing money if this doesn't get solved. If I tell you I'm not playing until, you know, Jacob Black's, uh, Blake's, my apologies, uh, shooters or assailants are arrested, then your bottom line is fucked until you invoke change and you put pressure on those people who you probably sit down and have lunch with because you are people of power. Now you sit down and you have those conversations and say, okay, something needs to happen. You're only helping us because it's affecting your bottom line. But at the end of the day, it's helping. And that's all you can ask for because you can't expect certain people to care. You just have to put them in a situation where they have to care. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to, trivialize sorry i don't want to minimize this or kind of like target this situation to the nba specifically because i feel like if there's any league doing a lot for the people it is the nba at the forefront because like obviously we have leagues like the nfl that what it appears to be they just don't care right i just feel like my biggest thing is that the nba has been so progressive and we have a progressive leader that people also need to understand the climate right like 
yes, you want to do well for your people, but you have to make sure that it is a conscious effort. Everybody's on the same page. There's going to be next steps because uh, again, things done in, in emotion aren't always going to yield you the best results because say we do this now, say they never had this meeting that they had today and they just said, we're shutting it down. I don't think a lot of players are going to understand the ramifications it's going to have for the next X amount of years. So right? I, feel, I think it's too early. I feel it. Yeah. I've no, well, the thing is, I don't think it's too early for it because like at the end of the day, if like the Raptors said they, they were, that, that was the first time we heard it is the Raptors saying that they don't feel like they're trying to play. And Nick Nurse came on and said that he has a couple players on his team that just want to say, fuck it, I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? So like, if that was the sentiment that was bubbling up and we didn't even know about Milwaukee, about Milwaukee planning on doing this. So obviously that, that was the undertone here. So he has, Adam Silver has to, he has to call the meeting and be like, all right, guys, like, what are we doing from this point on? Because if Milwaukee was doing this and we didn't even get the report and Nick Nurse is telling me that some of his key players wanted to just say, fuck it, I'm, I'm off this. The man has to come and say, what do we do? And me personally, I hope that they really take the time and they, and they understand that at the end of the day, the decision lies with them, not the owners, not the commissioner, not anybody else. Cause at yeah. the end of the day, People are gonna go to the. They're gonna go to the NBA players and be like, "This was on you." When the next when the next black man dies, we're gonna say, "I right, well, this is well, you guys decided to keep playing. You guys decided to do this. You guys decided to do that." But here's my thing, right? What you're saying is you. They need to take the time, and I don't think two days is enough personally, because yes, I I don't understand what you're saying. The Milwaukee Bucks kind of snuck up and did this right under everyone's noses. Nobody had an idea. But here's what you do, in my opinion, is. For the next three or so days, you suspend all play. You say, all right, this is a wash. We're going to suspend everything. And then, you know, later on in the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, then you sit down again. Because, first of all, emotions are at its highest point right now. People Mm -hmm. are still upset. And they're still going to be upset, but I believe you need to give people time to cool down. And if you go into this meeting now, there's no way, as I was mentioning before, I believe you need to have a plan for what you're looking for. And it needs to be well-detailed and well outlined. And you also have to have a plan of what you're going to do again in the case where if they're not convicted. And I don't think you can amass that within two days. Well, I feel like extremely hard or it, it may not be thought out to the fullest that it should be. That's, that's kind of my issue. I think, I think this is more a league thing, trying to rush to get everything, try to get but everything you see, out. I think this is a problem though, is that again, and I'm talking more so from a player perspective and it goes back to my earlier point. You have to have a, a plan as Kevin just mentioned. You're not. You're gonna make this decision, and again, you're gonna have this meeting abruptly. I don't feel like it's time to have this meeting, and you're gonna have it, and things are gonna be said, and the decision might not necessarily be the best decision. Yeah, but, made but, but, but hold on, hold on. What the I'm meeting saying, doesn't have to be a resolute, concrete but, decision. No, no. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, it kind of does though, because what people have to understand is that big business is always gonna survive. The NBA will make it through. Don't get it twisted. They'll make it through. But How what are you gonna make it through if the players say we're not playing? But what I'm saying is that's a temporary we're we're short sighting the issue, right? If we say, okay, you're not playing, the NBA is a big business. It will survive like other big businesses do survive. What I'm saying now is if you if you as players is it in a, on an individual level say you're not playing, you're not playing, and then what? That's my problem. Yes, they're not playing until they figure out what the, what the fuck they're going to do. But, but that's, 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 that's when they play. They, the next time they play is when they figure out what they're going to do. Okay, but my thing is, I'm speaking more so to people that say, okay, I'm not even willing to stay in the bubble. I'm just going to go home. Go home and do what? Like, Fam, but no, 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 no. But take this in, though, because anybody that feels like they want to go home, they have the right to just go home. Because, bro, as I said, as I said, new, new, new killings bring new emotions, fam. You I understand that, but it's what like, I'm bro, arguing... But it doesn't... 
it does you have a plan exactly yes you have to have a plan to follow up yes you can have a yes i'm not saying that bro i was the biggest man yes you always have to have a plan i understand that but i'm saying when something like this happens when something traumatic like this happens sometimes you just want to find your bed and they should be allowed to go and find their bed and then come back and, and deal with it later right okay so okay with that said then so what is this meeting that's happening in but that's what i'm saying about that my but question is like what what are they possibly discussing if they're not looking for a solution here or the the, the plan like what, can, what are they talking about this meeting can simply be a meeting where we clear the air in terms of understanding how everybody feels about it because two days we heard we heard george hill come out and say bro we shouldn't even came to this damn place you know what i'm saying and that type of sentiment could be bubbling up underneath right now so the the whole point of this meeting in my mind is to just get everybody to say what they need to say and then it doesn't have to come to a this is what we're doing moving forward all it has to do is a preliminary meeting how does everybody feel about this right now what do you guys think how do you think we should pivot that's it wait here here's my problem though and here here's one of my biggest problems guys like george hill that are saying that i feel like that's ignorant because Okay, you shouldn't have come to the bubble. What difference does it make whether you came to the bubble or not? Bro, but he's not saying it would have made a difference. He's saying that looking back, he shouldn't have even came to this bitch. But what I'm saying, but what does that matter? That that statement doesn't hold any value. Yeah, that's how he feels, fam. That he all he's doing is telling you how he feels, and that's what so, I'm saying. But what that's I'm saying is by him meeting. saying by him saying he did okay, but remember this. We have the bubble because of the coronavirus. Let's let's make sure we understand that, right? So if you're saying you shouldn't have come to the bubble. It's because you're saying that it should have been a medical concern why you shouldn't have come to the bubble. Because otherwise, you would have been playing right back in your home state and going on the road as per usual. So let's not let's not excuse that that the bubble's primary concern or primary usage was for the fact they wanted to shield everybody from the virus. No. Well, no. Well, no. Before they came to the fam, we can't be oblivious to the fact that when they were building the bubble, they said, "Should we even come back and play?" No, no, no. I understand because of that. everything that's happening. That. It had nothing to do with health. But when, no, no, no. It did have something to do because if there was uh, if it had nothing to do with health, we wouldn't have a oh, bubble. Yeah. yeah okay. Hold on, on. Robs. Let me explain it. Let me. I think I know what you're getting to. The whole point of Kyrie's, you know, let's just attribute it to Kyrie. I know it wasn't just him, but the whole thing, the way I perceived it was, okay, we are not playing because of coronavirus, right? We are now planning to insert ourselves into a bubble under all of these restrictions and all of this risk, given coronavirus. While, on top of that, hold on, let me go, hold on, let me explain it, let me explain it. While people are in the streets protesting, there is things going on that we don't want to take anything away from, Right? That was what they were trying to say. It wasn't just about the fact. It didn't have nothing to do with health because it had something to do with health. It was on, if the NBA didn't stop, if the NBA was just ongoing, and this is the point I was trying to get across um, a couple of weeks ago, if the NBA was ongoing, I don't know if you necessarily have that conversation anymore, but it was all about the fact that we're not, we're not just dropping our balls and going home. Instead, we're deciding to insert ourselves into something completely new that hasn't even started yet. So why should we do that given what's going on in this climate? Why should we take away from what's going on with something that is brand new and may not even work. So Man, when I hear time, George Hill, go ahead. At the time, the country was experiencing protests that they've never seen ever in its history. No, that's not true. Right. 
That's not true. That's not true. We've definitely definitely seen coaches for Rodney King. They definitely Rodney King. We're not talking. We're not. No, we're not talking about one simple place like Minneapolis burning down, fam. We were talking about every single state was protesting. That has never happened. Yo, hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. Yes, you do, bro. What are you talking about? Hold on, hold on, Chris. My question is, what was the relevance to what I just said to that? Because I just told you that there obviously it was obviously something going on in the country. But we can, we just can't act like coronavirus didn't factor into that because it Bro, did. The the fact the bubble was coronavirus, but coming back to play, it had nothing to do it's, with but it's with in health. The it's in yes, the it's bubble. In, yes, it's in the bubble. But what I'm saying is, coming back, the discussion was: should we come back, and will we will we be a distraction? That was the conversation. Not should we come back? Is it going to be healthy? Are we going to be safe? No, but that's a factor in. And it when has I, to factor that it in. Had to, it had to factor in. That's my. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's the biggest factor. I'm not saying it's the overriding factor. I'm not, all I'm saying is it had to be a factor and it cannot be excused because, for one, we know that this isn't that they don't even have this question. First of all, the season's not even going on at that time or the season's about to end when this happens if it's not for the bubble. So that has to be considered. It is a factor. I don't want to spend too much time on this because, again, that's in the past, right? There are going to be players that felt like this was a mistake. I'm sure there are players that didn't want to come back but decided to come back because the entire or the entire NBA as a whole, you know, they made one united decision. And yes, again, I don't want to harp on the past. Yes, new situations bring in new feelings, but I just hope you have a plan. I'd rather you have a plan and then when you have these new feelings, then you amend your plan based on how you feel at the time as opposed to not having a plan whatsoever and just saying, all right, whenever I feel this way, I'll figure it out next time. And I wholeheartedly agree with that, Kev. Them being arrested, and I know we keep I keep saying this because it was a good idea that Chris brought up. Them, you know, not playing until those cops are arrested is a great, and I believe it's a great action that you're looking for, a great conclusion to your protest and your decision not to play anymore. But what happens if these people are not convicted a year from now, whenever they face trial? What happens? Those things are the things you need plans for. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and all I'm saying is it should take the time to develop that plan. It shouldn't be rushed in no type of way. And if people feel like they don't even want to be there anymore, I feel like they have the right to say, I'm going to remove myself because I don't want to be in this environment anymore. Like, it's not only about the killings. We're also subjecting these people to things that they never should have been subjected to in the first place. But I don't think that's new, though. So what are you talking about, What do you mean they shouldn't have been subjected to? I'm saying, right, the fact that they were in the bubble was already presenting certain issues for players in, in, in the beginning, right? And then you add on top of the, the responsibility that they have to be basically pushing and, and, and pulling along the, the, you know, keeping things alive, making sure that they don't become a distraction. Like we just heard Paul George saying, the bubble got to me. Mans were depressed in their rooms. I don't want to talk the situation about Paul George, is. I'm just, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, right? If, Somebody was already feeling like that about the bubble, and then they see this video, and now they worse don't want to be there. They shouldn't be there. That's all I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. I don't think that's fair. I think okay, if you're if you're gonna say in hindsight, because hindsight's always twenty twenty. If you're gonna say in hindsight, I shouldn't have came. That's fine, but you had a decision to make at the time, and you chose to come back. Because again, aside from the players that had medical concerns for not coming back, there was players who just said, "I'm not coming." Like Wilson Chandler just said, "I'm not coming," straight. He didn't give no rhyme or reason. He said, I'm not coming. And it wasn't due to a medical concern. So I don't want to say that because 
you made a decision to go that all of a sudden you should have never came because you had the opportunity to make that decision with no penalties, right? You did a cost benefit analysis. You said, I'm going to come, whether it be for the benefit of the team, the organization, or just for your own self to say, I want to be contributing towards something fine. But then I don't want to then hear you backtrack and say, I should never came. Say you don't want to be here anymore. And I feel like that's a distinction that we need to make. Well, whatever the case is, we'll agree to disagree. Because if a man like George Hill wakes up tomorrow and says, fuck it, I'm going home, I say all power to you. No, okay, I get yeah, I know. No, hold on, hold on. So what is, when you, when you say, you know, if you want to go home and touch your bed, you should be able to, what is that, like, what do you, what do you mean? Are you saying that they shouldn't be fined for leaving? Like, no, is that, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is if a man says he wants to go home, go home. But he has that option. No, no, but left. like they've always, no, no, but they've always, you've always had the option to just go home if you want to, like. But what I'm saying is you would be subject to disciplinary action. Are you saying yeah. that you shouldn't be? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, but it's the same thing like this. Like right now, the Milwaukee Bucks should be subjected to disciplinary action, but they did what they did because they felt it was the right thing to do. That's all I'm, that's all I'm focusing on. What is the right thing to do for each individual and for each team? If the individual feels like they can no longer take it and they want to go home, go home and you can deal with the penalties later. But if there will even be any, any penalties levied on you. Is that new though? I don't feel like that's that, new. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is this new? Because like realistically, these players could always just decide not to play if they ever wanted to. That's kind of what I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I don't know whether or not you're trying to say, like you're trying to speak to something specific or you're just saying, all right, if you don't want to play, then just go home because like, that's no, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to guys like George Hill or to guy, uh, Nick Nurse saying that he has some key players on his team that don't want to be here anymore. But that's, that's what always I'm, kind of been the case, though. Like, but I'm, I, but I've never heard that articulated before. We haven't heard that articulated before. But Chris, this is my, I think this is where the confusion lies. You're basically saying if a man like George Hill or a man's on the bench who are now voicing their concerns, saying they don't want to be here, they should have the right to go home. But I think what me and Kev are saying is that that option's always been on the table. That's never been yes. a non-fact. Okay. You always yes. have just it was, gone home. It, yes, you could have always have gone home, but I'm saying that was never articulated to us that people felt that strongly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying I don't think that needs to be articulated for you to know that you have the option. All like right, I don't well. feel like if a man on the bench is silent and he wants to go home, I don't think that makes it any more – I don't think he wants to go home any more than a man like George Hill. It's just that he's silent about it, right? But that doesn't still excuse the fact We're not that talking you, about man's on the bench, though. But I'm saying, okay, man's on the bench, whoever you want to say. If a man in the bubble said he wanted to go home and he didn't voice it, it's no different than George Hill voicing it. But the, the reality is they both have no, the same No, there option. is a difference because once you, once you say it out loud, it becomes a thing. That's like me saying I'm hungry and I go buy food versus a man that just goes buy food. You, still have, you have the same option. No, no one's right. denying you the option to go leave the bubble. <laughs> you voice you it, it. It's just a matter you, of you your personal it. You preference. Got it. You got it, fam. You got it, fam. You got it. Maybe I'm wilding, but... I don't see how you voicing it makes a difference. If you wanted to leave, you could leave, right? Obviously, I'm not saying leave, like, because we understand what's going on, whatever or not. I'm saying the option for you to leave the bubble has always been there, voicing it or not, right? I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, it is a, a bit of a heavy topic, right? And we're still kind of waiting to see exactly what's going to come about. I, I just did receive an update saying that although the Milwaukee Bucks didn't play today, they still do want to continue with the bubble. So we'll see exactly what's going to come. And then see, that type of stuff confuses me, though. Like, yeah, honestly, I feel like... Because, but look, because, hold on. You saying, obviously, I don't take you sitting out one game necessarily means that, you know, you want to wash away the whole playoffs. But does that not remove the power of what you're trying to do when you when that comes out when because as chris was saying 
a lot of people are looking at this as, all right, this is lip service. Mans aren't really serious. And now when something like that comes out, again, people are going to look at you and say, all right, mans aren't really serious. So again, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, what's the plan here? Because if you don't have a plan yet, which they, sh- like, I don't expect them to, you shouldn't either be articulating the fact that, okay, I want to continue the bubble. Yeah, but well, again, we don't know the context of that. So let, let's, yeah, let's, let's take what a great Because reports have also came out. Wojder and Shams already came out and said and, and reported that the league is legitimately in, in jeopardy right now. The, the conclusion of the season is legitimately in jeopardy. So, like, we've heard both sides if that is the case. So, like, which is why I'm saying you need a meeting like this just to clear the air and see, test the waters, test the temperature of the water and see what's really popping out there. How do people really feel? Do we have more people that feel like George Hill or do we have more people that want to be there but simply want to get change, right? So if you have most of the mandem that say, nah, I'm cool with the bubble, I just need some niggas arrested. I, we can get that done. We'll work towards getting that done, right? But what does that's that what mean? We, is it, is well, hold it on. Done? Who's that message to? What do you mean? Like, like you're talking I, about them saying that to the owners, correct? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, like them saying that to the owners or Adam Silver league league officials. And I think that goes back to my earlier point. I don't feel like that's the right message to send to that person though. I feel like you talking to your owner saying and we're not coming back until that person gets arrested. Yeah, your owner has a certain influx of power in certain circles. But... I'm not only speaking about the, the, I'm talking about the, the powers that be. The powers the the, the there's the players and there those there are those above no, the players. Man, but I think so the players are just relaying though. the message to People in position above them. That's it. But I think I think that goes back to my point, right? Like we have to make sure that this is a conscious effort because if we're just going to say to our owners or the people above us, do this, this, and that, but that's not the right person to be speaking about these issues to actually get that done in a in a in a timely manner. Is it is it going to really invoke change, right? And I feel like that's again part of the reason why I say like we need to stop necessarily looking at these entertainers as the key people to be making changes like that because again. Although they have power, they may not have power in certain circles to get things done in the time frame that you would like it to get done. Well, they were able to get on the phone with the attorney general and and, and do we and know if they officials. actually spoke to them? Because I saw they tried. Uh, I said call. No, 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 no. That's what Wolf said. Wolf said that they were on okay. on the phone. So like that's what I'm saying. Like, however, man's want to use their power. They they were on the phone with the top of tops in the state. I, I, just, I usually like liking this. This is one situation with Meek Mill and Robert Kraft. Like how I remember I was watching an interview. Meek Mill basically said that he told Robert Kraft that like if the police can't were called here today and he did nothing, they'd probably arrest him just for the simple fact of that being. And he's like, oh, that's a, that's amazing. Like it enlightened him. And he's like, oh, I never would have thought about it like that, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, Robert Kraft was working with Meek Mill and his attorney to get him out of jail for however many months. Was Robert Kraft helping the situation? Yeah, but was he the main factor? No. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, the entertainers can help, but we really need to direct the energy to the politicians and the people in, in power who are actually invoking these laws and policies and whatever and whatnot to make those appropriate changes so that they can get done in a timely manner, right? Obviously, the entertainers, because of how much money and power they have, they could obviously, like, influence, but influence isn't necessarily... I wouldn't say their influence is the driving force behind the actual change. It helps, but I don't think it is the reason why the change happens, if that makes sense. It all boils down to, are they the connection that you need? So if if LeBron James is the connection to this person of, of power who I need to be speaking to, who I can't get in touch with because of my stature or whatever the case may be, then I'm going to take the connection. That's just all it boils down to for me. I think for entertainers, it's more so about the face. 
right? They just need the face behind the movement or initiative to say that we as a whole, or say LeBron speaks out for the NBA, he'd be like, me, LeBron, I speak out for the Lakers, whatever entity he's speaking for, take this position. And it helps, but I don't think it is the force. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Again, a very heavy topic, not one that we usually touch on, but again, if we talk all things basketball, we do have to talk all things basketball, no matter um, how gruesome it may be. And again, we do want justice for all those um, innocent individuals that were killed, and we want justice to, to the people that are doing the killings, because um, it's, it's murder at this point, but we'll get into that at a later date. Um, for now, we just kind of have to hold tight and see exactly what the NBA wants to do um, as a result of this meeting. Um, so stay tuned. We will be back uh, next week, Monday. So you guys will still be hearing from us. If anything happens in between then, maybe we might be able to squeeze in an episode. Um, but we'll, hopefully we'll be back just to give you guys an update as to what's going on. I don't know if you guys have any parting words before we get out of here. Uh, for me, I apologize, you know, to the listeners. We may have been all over the place today, but, you know, we're kind of working through all of our thoughts as we speak because, you know, we just found out about this. And obviously as black men were still looking at what happened to Jacob Blake and, you know, you feel a way about it. So for me, it's just, we'll know more as the days go by, as we said, as we record right now, it's eight Oh nine and we should get some notification about how that meeting went within the next hour or two or so. So the next pod will have an update for you guys. Uh, yeah, for me, I just want to say, you know, in response to the whole Black Lives Matter movement, because, you know, it became, it's, it's becoming real trendy for men to just say, yeah, Black Lives Matter, whatever, but they don't actually understand, like, what it really means. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't necessarily mean that the best of the Black lives, meaning the mans that you feel are responsible and polite and respectful, like those mans' lives matter, but the ones that you, you will deem as ghetto or whatever the case may be, you're okay with them being shot because of their past or because of whatever the case may be. Nah, if it's Black Lives Matter, they matter, period, right? So, like, yeah, that's my part in words, and I'll let you guys next time. Well said, well said. So, yeah, uh, look out for our next pod. should be out Monday, if not sooner, depending on what happens with this meeting. You might need to squeeze in an episode. But, again, as usual, you can find us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to. Make sure you thumbs up five-star. A little bit of a heavy vibe today, but, again, we should be back with more lighter vibes or maybe even heavier vibes, depending on what happens. But we will Uh, be back. We'll be back. Definitely making sure we keep that consistent content. Always, always, always share it. Um, Never hoard a good thing. And until next time, Mr. Harvard Report, take care. We'll talk to you soon.